Hi, I'm Ahwan, and this is I Revise Ophthalmology, the medical revision podcast that's easy to listen to. In this week's episode, we'll be covering the ophthalmology history and examination. I'll be taking you through how to take the best ophthalmology history so you can absolutely smash that OSCE. Don't forget to download the visual aid for this podcast and you can find the link to this in the description box above. Every specialty has their system specific questions. Can you think of any system specific questions you might want to ask when taking an ophthalmology history? I'm sure you've thought of some really great questions to ask during an ophthalmology history. Now we're going to go through the questions that you should be asking in an ophthalmology history. Patients may present with visual loss. This is a really common OSCE station to get and also something that's really important to be able to explore appropriately with patients. So if a patient presents with visual loss, how do you inquire further into that? Well, start off by asking them what the nature of their visual loss is. And what I mean by that is Do they have visual loss in one eye or both eyes? Is a specific part of their vision affected? Have they lost vision completely or is their vision blurred? Transient visual loss can happen in many different conditions. Make sure you explore this in patients presenting with TIAs, migraines, and retinal detachment. So if they're complaining of blurry vision, is their blurriness constant? Is it worse at specific times of day? Are there any shapes in their vision? Blurred vision is really common and it's something that patients will get with dry eyes and experiencing shapes in the vision is describing a phenomenon called migraine with aura. Another very common complaint that you may see both in practice and in an OSCE station is patients complaining of red or painful eyes. With these patients, again, it's important to ask the nature of the pain. Ask them to describe how the pain feels. Is it painful eyes or are they complaining of a headache? Are both eyes red or is it one eye? Is part of the eye red? Is there any discharge or is there lots of tearing up of the eyes? Are they complaining of itchy or scratchy eyes? Do they have any headaches or scalp tenderness? Scalp tenderness headaches, jaw claudication and visual loss can be a sign of giant cell arteritis. Something else to explore would be any neurological deficits that the patient may be experiencing. 
and this would be to look for things like strokes, TIAs and patients can also get these in migraines. Another symptom to inquire about is any floaters in the vision. This is an important question to ask in retinal detachment. If you suspect retinal detachment in a patient, you should be exploring the four Fs. The four Fs are floaters in the vision, flashes in the vision, field loss, falling acuity, that's floaters, flashes, field loss, falling acuity. So that's an overview of all the core symptoms that we would explore in an ophthalmology history. But it's not an extensive list. We'll go through these things in more details when we cover specific conditions in future podcasts. As with every history, an important part of an ophthalmology history is the past medical history. It's important to ask about any conditions that could be contributing to their eye symptoms. Conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, any inflammatory conditions and heart disease. Also ask about a history of hay fever or atopic conditions because this can be important in conditions like dry eye or conjunctivitis. Ask about their ocular history. Do they have a history of eye disease? And have they had any surgery to their eye in the past? And with this, of course, you should ask about allergies and the nature of their allergies. Is it a mild allergy or a very severe anaphylactic allergic reaction that they experience? Always inquire about a family history of any eye disease. Conditions such as glaucoma or cataracts can have a family history. Next we'd look into the drug history and the medication history for the patient. It's important to inquire about drug history to see if there's any interactions or anything contributing to their symptoms. But also it's really important to explore their compliance. If they have conditions such as diabetes or hypertension, poor compliance with medication could be a contributing factor to their eye disease. Poor compliance with diabetic medications can contribute to rapid progression of diabetic retinopathy. Now we're going to move on to looking at examination. The kinds of things that we would look for in certain eye diseases and how we would examine them. An ophthalmologist would normally use a slit lamp to examine someone's eyes. However, in practice, you may not always have access to a slit lamp and also it's a piece of equipment that requires some practice to be able to use properly. So more likely you'll be examining using an ophthalmoscope. And when examining with an ophthalmoscope, practice makes perfect. I'd encourage you to go and examine as many eyes as you can using an ophthalmoscope. And the more you examine patients, the better you'll get. 
when a patient attends eye clinic, there are three things that are usually measured. That's vision, pupils and pressures. Patients will have a measurement of their visual acuity. Visual acuity is just a measurement of someone's clarity of vision. And before you measure the visual acuity, check if your patient normally wears glasses. There are two charts that are used to measure visual acuity and you may have come across one of these in the past. You may have heard of a Snellens chart. That's a type of chart used to measure someone's visual acuity. But there's also another chart called the Logmar chart. You'll be familiar with these as it's what the optician uses to measure someone's visual acuity if you've ever been for an eye test. If patients are struggling to read the Snellen chart or the Logmar chart, then you can also do a more crude measurement of their visual acuity by seeing if they can count fingers at a distance. And failing this, you can try hand motion and light. Refractive errors are what commonly cause poor distance vision and it might be an indication that your patient needs better glasses. So if you're out and about on a ward and you wanted to measure someone's visual acuity, there may not be a Snellen chart at hand for you to use, but here's a top tip. If you own an Oxford handbook of clinical medicine, then if you look in the back of that book, there is actually a Snellen's chart there that you can use when you're just walking about on the wards on placement. So we've measured visual acuity. Now what we're going to do is measure visual fields. And you can test visual fields very crudely with your hands. And you may have learnt how to do this in your neurological examination. When patients come to eye clinic, their fields are tested more rigorously using something called a Goldman's visual field test or a Humphreys visual field test. Have a look at the visual aid to see examples of how these visual field tests look. The next part of the vision that we test is colour vision. Colour vision is usually measured using something called Ishihara charts. You need to make sure that your patient has glasses on and you should also test each eye individually. In conditions such as multiple sclerosis, you can get desaturation of the colours, such as the colour red, and this is called red dyschromatopsia. You can also pick up patients with colour blindness using the Ishihara charts. The most common type of colour blindness is red-green. Red-green colour blindness is commonly a hereditary thing. The next thing that we'd look at is the pupils. The pupils form an important part of your A to E assessment and also in your assessment of someone's GCS and in your neurological exam. When assessing someone's pupils, you should comment on things like, are their pupils equal and reactive? Are they round and symmetrical? You should also test for direct and indirect consensual response to light. Check for accommodation. 
you can also test for RAPD, which is Relative Afferent Pupillary Defect. And we'll talk about RAPD in more detail in a future episode. Now let's talk about eye pressures. Measuring intraocular pressure is a really important part of the examination and there are a few ways of measuring eye pressures. It's usually measured using an instrument called a tonometer. If you've been to your optician for an eye test, you may have had your pressures measured by a machine which blows a puff of air directly into your eye and measures the amount of air bouncing back. And this is called pneumotonometry. And this is a really useful screening tool for your pressures. In eye clinic, an ophthalmologist will measure intraocular pressure using something called Goldman Applanation Tonometer. And this is an instrument that they attach to the front of the slit lamp, which helps them to measure the pressure in the eye. Pressures can also be measured using an electronic instrument called a tonopen. And in a normal patient, we'd expect to find a pressure between 10 and 20 millimetres of mercury. Pressures higher than that can suggest glaucoma. And we'll be looking at glaucoma in more detail in a future episode. really important part of an ophthalmology examination is looking at the back of the eye and examining the retina. The retina is the only place in the body where you can directly see blood vessels and nerves and that's amazing. When examining the retina there are four things that you should comment on and these things are the optic disc, the macula, the vessels and the periphery. When you're looking at the optic disc, does it look pink and healthy? Is there any cupping suggestive of glaucoma? Can you see any atrophy of the optic disc? When you're examining the macula, again, does the macula look nice and healthy? Are there any exudates or drusen that may suggest age-related macular degeneration? When you're looking at the vessels, do they look nice and healthy again? Is there any sign of hypertensive retinopathy like AV nicking or attenuation of the arterioles? When you look at the peripheries, do they look nice and healthy? Are there any tears or any holes? Can you see any evidence of past treatment such as laser? It is difficult to appreciate these things when you look at the retina for the first time. But once again, like I said before, practice makes perfect. The more you practice, the better you'll get at picking up these signs. Like I've mentioned before, if you're not a budding ophthalmologist, then you probably won't use a slit lamp to examine someone's eyes. But you might examine someone's eyes using an ophthalmoscope. And when you do this, a top tip is to try and get their eyes as dilated as possible. So if you don't have dilating drops, a good way to do this 
is examining them in a dark room. And the other thing to remember is warn the patient that you'll be getting very close to their face. The slit lamp is a tool used by every ophthalmologist and it's very useful in helping to examine someone's eyes. You'll normally see them located down in eye clinic and if you're not familiar with using a slit lamp it is quite difficult to navigate but the basic principle of examining with a slit lamp is to start externally from the front of the eye and work your way backwards towards the retina. So here we are again at the test yourself portion of the episode. I'm going to be asking you five questions based on the content we've just covered. See how you do and don't worry if you get a few wrong. You can always go back and re-listen to the episode. Let's begin. Question one. What are the three vital signs that are commonly measured when patients attend eye clinic? Question two. What instrument would be used to measure a patient's eye pressures? Question three. Can you name a visual field test that a patient may have when they attend eye clinic? Question four. What chart is usually used to measure visual acuity? Question five. Name the four structures that you should comment on when examining the retina. I hope you did well in those questions. Now let's go through the answers. So question one, what are the three vital signs that are measured with every patient that attends eye clinic? So the three things that are measured when patients attend eye clinic are vision, pupils, and pressures. Question two, what instrument might be used to measure a patient's eye pressures? Well, you could use a tonometer or a tonneau pen. Bonus points if you said Goldman's Applanation Tonometry. Question three, can you name a visual field test that a patient may have when they attend eye clinic? A patient could have a Goldman's field test or a Humphreys field test. Question four. Can you name a chart that's used to measure visual acuity? So you could have said either a Snellens chart or a Logmar chart. Question five. What are the four structures that you should comment on when you examine the retina? So the four structures are the optic disc, the macula, the vessels and the periphery.
Thanks so much for joining me in this week's episode of I Revise Ophthalmology. I hope you found it interesting and helpful. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then tell your friends. Join me in the next episode where we'll be covering cataracts. I've been Ahwan and this is I Revise Ophthalmology. Don't forget to share and subscribe. See you next time.